Welcome to the Liberty Free To Be podcast. I've had the pleasure of connecting with women from all over the world, and I'm constantly left feeling uplifted by their stories, their attitude and zest for life. Whenever I'm having a wobble, they've been a great source of encouragement. So I wanted to create a space to not only share their stories and amplify women over 40s voices, but also share my own passion for living a fulfilled life with freedom. Join me as I share a fortnightly dose of midlife motivation, where you get to hear from some amazing people who are leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, breaking down midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. Think of it as your one-stop shop full of real stories you can relate to. Lifestyle inspiration, practical resources, from health and wealth, mindset to menopause, reinvention to rebellion. No subject is off limits. Living a life of liberty, free to be. Whatever we want to be in midlife and beyond. So welcome back to Liberty Free To Be and I am so excited to be back recording this podcast and I can't think of a better way to kickstart the series than talking to the one and only, the fabulous Siobhan <laughs> Murphy, otherwise known as Interior Curve. So thank you so much for coming today. And thank you for having you. me. Yeah, it's so nice to be here with you and I've been wanting to have this conversation for a long time. We've got a lot to talk about. We have. <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we first met, I think about this on the way here, we first met at your mood boarding event at Red Oh Brick my Mill. gosh, yeah, that was quite a good few years yeah, ago was, now, wasn't yeah. it? And since then, yeah. a lot has happened to it you and your career. Yeah, <laughs> it really has, yeah. So before we get started, how do you describe yourself in three words and why? So, in three words, which is very difficult, I think, um, because, you know, I'm all about more is more. Yeah. So, you know, you give me three, I want to take 33. Um, but I would describe myself in three words as fun, colourful and creative. I think that sums me up quite well. Perfect. <laughs> and you are known for your amazing style, designing interiors, but you're also a body confidence activist. You are an influencer. You you know, you really are taking the world by storm, really. <laughs> you're now a best-selling author. More is more. <laughs> um, you know, where did this all start, this love for creativity? Well, just from being a child, really. So when I was a kid, I was always drawing, I was always sketching, I would always be drawing fashion. So that was, I was like literally obsessed with, you know, like sketching out women and like all the clothes. And with it being in the 80s, there were a lot of fishtails going yeah. on, you know, a lot of off the shoulder kind of numbers. And that's kind of, I just absolutely loved that. And then I went to Leeds College of Art and I studied, um, I studied fashion and accessories, which was, which was amazing. I always loved, I wasn't so keen maybe on the, the making side of things, like the sewing and stuff, but I absolutely loved the, that design, mm. like the creativity and using colour and everything and designing fabrics. And then I kind of fell a little bit out of love with fashion. Um, and I think as well, being a plus size girl back in the day, you know, in terms of like not much choice, mm. um, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to look fashionable and I wanted to wear nice clothes, but there just really wasn't anything for yeah. me um, a lot of the time. So then I kind of got into interiors. So I was always like decorating my house. So the first house that I bought, like when I was 21, I remember like thinking, right, what do I want to do in the kitchen? I want to paint it orange and red. And everybody would come round, you know, because everybody was like neutral back yeah, in the, like, you know, yeah. back in the nineties, <laughs> and people would be like, "Oh my gosh, she's painted the ceiling orange! Like this is like blowing my mind." So, uh, so I had a little foray into interiors, and then rewind like four years ago, we bought this house, the Art Deco house. I got accepted onto interior design masters, 
and that was really the the catalyst for for everything that's come after so and you say that all it just rolls off the tongue <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much to unpack there yeah i mean let's go back to, to being at college because i do I've, I've read somewhere that you had a real love for designing hats oh my gosh and i think one of the yeah. quotes you said was about you know everybody else was making really intricate things yeah and he were about making really big bold statement pieces absolutely yeah which i think is really kind of says it all about the, the maximalist style that you've that you've got yeah definitely i love that i love to kind of like look around the classroom and i can remember it vividly like everyone had these like you maybe like i don't know 10 centimeter wide like tiny little fascinators that they were making and i was there i'd like literally like bought like yards and yards of cinema and i'm doing all these like crazy creations and you could kind of just see the tutor like I don't know what she's doing there, but it's going to work out okay in the end, which it did. And, um, and yeah, and I've done like millinery courses in Los Angeles and loads of millinery courses over here. And I think it's kind of a bit of a dying art as well, isn't it, millinery? Yeah. You don't really hear of many milliners. Um, and sometimes when I say that I'm a milliner, people are like, what is that? What does that, like, what does yeah. that involve? But yeah, I absolutely love that. Because I, I love wearing hats, so yeah. it was um, that um, was always really fun. And it was that ethos of hats meant to be worn yes. to be seen. But yeah. it's a bold, it's a bold statement, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think that's yeah. What you're not scared of doing is making that statement. Yeah, definitely. I like so to stand out. It's always. a shame that you lost that in the middle years, but I yeah. think that's quite a common thing. I mean, it's quite common that women lose connection with something they really love, but then they go back to it later in life. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the one of the things as well was, so 12 years ago, Nick and I went traveling and we both, um, we packed up. I was working for the NHS at the time. I took like a six month sabbatical. Nick's a solicitor. He basically just handed his notice in and he was like, I'm just going to get another job when I, uh, when I get back, fingers crossed. But we just packed up and went off for six months traveling around the world. And I think during that time, it just gave me a real chance to pause and reflect and, and think about what I wanted to do, like, in the future. And I think sometimes we're on this hamster wheel, aren't we, where, you know, we're either working in a corporate job yeah. or, you know, kids come along and you just kind of, all your energy is just kind of getting by, <laughs> getting yeah, to the end of the day really sometimes, nice. isn't it? Yeah. Whereas actually, you know, having that six months where, you know, sometimes we were literally just on a beach, you know, we didn't have a lot of money either, we were backpacking kind of on a budget. So it was like, right, okay, I'm going to like start thinking about, you know, planning. And I've still got my little book, actually, where I was kind of like writing ideas and things like names for businesses. And, um, and, and initially I was thinking that I would do like workshops. So that would be, you know, like cool craft workshops. Um, and then obviously like things, like things changed, don't they? But it was just kind of, I knew that I needed to come back and do something creative. Yeah. So I still came back to my NHS role. But then on the side, I was kind of plotting and planning and scheming to kind of think, right, okay, I need to take the hobby to, you know, to the next level, yeah. really. But I love so. that because lots of people start hobbies um, and or are too scared to even start hobbies because yeah. they think, well, I've got time, they can't fit it in along with work. But you can do it and you just don't know where it's going to lead to, which Absolutely. is exactly, you know, what, what you've proven. Of course, and I think if you love something, then it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. to me now, you know, I did like, like 17 years or so in the NHS. And which, which I loved at the time, mm. but to, I must admit, like, towards the last couple of years, I was kind of thinking, right, I need to be doing less of this and, and more of the, of the creative stuff. And, but now, because I'm doing this, you know, I work for myself, every day is different, I'm doing all these different creative projects, it never really feels like work. Sometimes, yeah. like, you know, it comes to the end of the day and I feel guilty because I think, oh, you know, like, so I've not been doing spreadsheets or PowerPoint presentations or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I've been doing, like, fun stuff. I've been filming or creating content or doing some designs it gets to the end of the day and i'm like 
my God, that's actually work. I've actually yeah. worked today, but that's been so fun. Yeah, exactly. How lovely. <laughs> so it's a really, oh my God. Yeah. And I think as well, being, being, you know, in the NHS and, and in that corporate role for so long, now that I am doing what, you know, what I should be doing, this creative kind of role, it makes me really grateful. And sometimes I kind of think, oh God, you know, in hindsight, I wish I'd have started earlier. Or... I say that to myself Yeah, you do, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But actually, I think things sometimes just happen at the right time. And, you know, sometimes we do. Um, as women as well, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, don't we, you know, to kind of be the best or do this or do that or I should be doing that. But actually, things sometimes just naturally kind of fall into place. Yeah. But there's a jump between yeah. having this, this hobby and really loving and having a passion for something to then saying, OK, I'm going to enter this competition yeah. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so how yeah. did that even come about? So that was, um, so I was on Instagram. Um, I had about 20,000 followers at the time and I was posting about the new house and getting all excited about, you know, the designs that I was going to do and everything. And I'd done like a couple of rooms. And I just got a DM in my inbox one day saying, hi, we are um, doing the casting for the next season of Interior Design Masters and we really love your style. Would you like to apply? So I'd watched all the first season and yeah. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, how, how, what, what do I need to do? So, so, you know, there was forms and applications and we had to do like two mood boards, like these room, room designs, do like an upcycle project. So there was quite, it was quite an intense process, Zoom calls with the, with the producers and, and everything. And then, you know, that went on for quite a few weeks. And I was kind of thinking, you know, like when you're just really, really invested, I was just mm. thinking, God, this could really change things. Yeah. This could be a really great platform. And I just really thought, oh, it'd be really good fun. Yeah. So then when I got the call to say, yeah, you're one of the 10 designers, I was just absolutely elated. I can remember going into, um, into Nick's office. He was working at home at the time. And I just said, Nick, I'm, I'm on Interior Design Masters. And we both like, just like jumped around <laughs> the room. We were really excited. And then the reality kind of sunk in. And I was like, right, OK, this is actually quite scary because yeah. I'm going to be doing this. You, you know, because for me, design is very personal. Mm. If I'm designing, whether it's for me, for somebody else, I put everything into that design, heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears, everything. And so I was kind of like, I'm going to be putting myself out there. And I know I've got quite a Marmite kind of style as well, you know, the colour, the pattern, yeah. the maximalist style. So I was kind of thinking, you know, it's going to be amazing, but it's, you know, I am putting myself out there. And I just thought, please, just don't go in the first week. I thought, right, if I can get through the first week, yeah show a little bit of what I can do. And it was really funny, actually, because in the first week, some of the feedback, I think it was Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen was one of the uh, guest judges. And he was like, you know, I think you've gone, you know, a bit over the top, you know, and, you first, and I was like, oh, that was me really toning it down. Like, this is me being really, really subtle. And everybody were just laughing because they were just like, oh, Siobhan, that is so you. I was like, yeah, I know. So he was like, what, you could have actually gone more extra. And I was like, yeah, totally. This is me, like, reining it in to the max. So, um, so yeah, so that was funny. And I think, I think as my confidence grew within the competition, I kind of just thought, do you know what, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go all out. Mm. And certainly for the final, it was kind of right, regardless of the brief or whatever, I just need to show who I am as a designer. And I think I'd really, I mean, I didn't win, but I did, did really go for it. <laughs> I did really go for it. And you know what? Everything that came afterwards, I did feel like that I won. Yeah. Because there was just so many opportunities and, you know, that's just, just kept going really. And I think obviously social media helps as well. So I started that competition with like 20,000 followers. At the end, I was like nearly 100,000 yeah. followers. And it was in lockdown as well when it was shown. Yeah. So I think everybody was thinking, well, 
we didn't really know what else to do, so we're going to watch, you know, it was, a lot of people got really into yeah, it, they're really watching it, it every week. About, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that, that kind of worked, worked in our favour in that respect. But yeah, what, what a journey, what an experience, it's one just of, been amazing. One of the things I really love about you is you completely own your style, and yeah. you own your personality, and you express that through fashion and through your interior design. And a lot of people are scared to do that still, that, yeah. that, that don't maybe dress the way that they'd like to dress because they're worried about being judged. Yeah. What kind of tips advice could you give to somebody that knows that they've got it in them but they don't know how to express it and they're too scared to? I think it's really it's really hard isn't it and I think we all go through we all go through a bit of a roller coaster with with fashion don't we where you know we're, we're kind of on point and we're thinking oh yeah we're looking good and then you kind of like you lose your way a little bit and that could be how you're feeling or something happens or whatever or you just get sick of you know your, your wardrobe and and I think we go through like peaks and troughs but I think for me it's all it's just come with age really that kind of confidence yeah. it's kind of that feeling of oh that's a nice dress I'm going to wear it I don't care what anyone thinks because yeah. I know that that's a dress that I want to wear and I know that I'm going to look good in it yeah so I think it's kind of yeah I think it's kind of caring a little bit less of what people think and, and dressing for yourself rather than than anybody else as well for me so you know like when I was in my 20s you know it was kind of the, the, the single years for a few of those was kind of like you know I'm going to dress for men or I'm going to dress to make myself look slimmer you know all this flattering yeah. I, I hate that word I, so I just think what yeah. you just look less fat yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind yeah. of yeah. I hate that word so it was kind of always like so I, I wore a lot of black because I was thinking oh that's slimming and rather than actually just wearing clothes yeah. that I really like that make you happy that make you happy yeah. and I think that's so important so now you know I get messages from people all the time saying you know, I've got this event coming up or, you know, it's a christening, it's a wedding, it's a holiday. I'm really dreading it. And I just think they're dreading it because they don't feel good in the clothes. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, you, you can actually change. Yeah. So, but I would just say experiment as well. So, you know, even if you, I mean, still the high street's not great for, for plus size people no, at all. It's got better, but it's still It's a got a little better, but it's still, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, you know, the plus side, it's always like a separate area. They're always like, at the back. They're always at the back. Yeah. The lighting's terrible. There is one left. <laughs> yeah. The lighting's terrible. It's just a load of big black unflattering yeah. sacks. Yeah, changing rooms yeah. before. You yeah. Them. So, but, but online, I think, you know, it's a bit easier because you can kind of order some stuff, try it all on in the comfort of your own home, try it on with pieces that you've already got in your wardrobe. Yeah. And then you can send it all back for free most of the time, can't you? Yeah. So, so it's a really good way of like experimenting with with colours, with styles, different silhouettes, and things like that as well. So, um, so yeah, and also with like you know all this like pre-loved stuff as well. So. Yeah. I'm on Vinted now all the time. So oh, I've just discovered Vinted. How good is it? It's amazing oh, no. for selling as it's well. It's going to ruin your life now. That's all you'll be doing for, uh, for the next few weeks. But it's great because then, you know, like if you are thinking, you look, you know, you're looking in your wardrobe and I think it's always depressing, isn't it, as well, if you're, you're looking in your wardrobe and there's things that, you know, maybe looking a little bit sad or things that are not the right size anymore, that kind of thing. Just get, just get rid. So, you know, by actually just getting rid, and sometimes what I do is I'll just have a big clear out and put everything on, sell it all, and then I'll just keep that money in and then just mm. kind of keep, like, buying a few, like, little yeah. bits. So it's kind of just circulating, really, yeah. um, which is which is really good. But, yeah, just, just experiment, I think, is is the key thing. One thing that I get from you is it's everything should be about joy, whether yes. it comes to interior design or whether it's... And it's something that I, I know you've said before that... You, you, you have that as a child. We have all that childlike oh glee gosh. for the world and, and do everything that brings us happiness. 
and then we we get slowly chipped away and we lose it. It's so and, true. And it's rekindling that, isn't it? It is. It's so true. In, if you find a, a piece that go, that you want in your house that nobody else will get, it doesn't matter. It's about if it brings you joy and makes you smile. Yeah, definitely. And that's the same with fashion, interiors, everything really, isn't it? You know, that kind of childlike, playful curiosity as well, yeah. isn't it? So, you know, kids are always like, oh, you know, what's your favourite colour? Mine's pink, mine's red, mine's blue. Yeah. You know, kids are like really into like that kind of thing and drawing and, and sketching and, think, and painting and just kind of the, the wonder of the world, yeah. aren't they? And, yeah. and we definitely, you know, we definitely lose that. And, you know, I'm really anti kind of this whole, you know, greyish kind of movement, as you can probably tell, <laughs> um, because I just think, is that a colour that really fills your heart mm -hmm. with joy? You know, for me, that's like grey I associate with, you know, like a prison cell or, you know, right. something like that. And I know there's always like, you know, you can have elements and stuff of, of grey. But for me, it's like, is that a colour that really makes your heart sing? Mm. Um, and I'd always say that, you know, like when I'm dealing with clients and things like that. Uh, and I'm always trying to just kind of kind of pull out that kind of, you know, that that joyfulness, that playfulness and. What's going to make you happy, you know, when you yeah. when you walk into the room that we're designing, what's going to kind of, you know, make you squeal a little bit or, yeah. you know, you're going to be like, wow. So talking of joy, you, you are all about colour and bold patterns and layering. So what is maximalism? How do you describe it? So for me, it's all about, it's having fun and it's being playful and it's colour and it's pattern and it's print sometimes everything all together. But I think considered maximalism is, is the key. So I think a lot of people think maximalism is just, let's just throw a load of stuff at this and kind of see what sticks. Whereas actually, it's much harder to have like a considered maximalist look because, you know, because you are talking about layering. And, mm. and also I think it's nice to, you know, have new stuff include, include vintage and things like that as well. And also collections, so... I'm a big fan of collections. I've always been a collector. What was your first Some collection? would say harder. What did you, <laughs> <laughs> what did you collect? collect? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I collected so much stuff when I was a kid. Thimbles. I collected so, thimbles. Oh, my God, did I you? a whole wall Oh, my God. That's so cute. That's so old school, isn't <laughs> I it? I love that. Um, so my grand and granddad used to take me to, like, antique fairs and auctions and things like that. Oh, my gosh. I collected so much stuff. So rubbers stickers you know mm. like the usual cards and things like that but i also collected little little like stamp boxes oh. mother of pearl pen knives oh, nice. <laughs> i mean just very 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 yeah. random but yeah I, I, I always love collections so i think as well when we're talking about like maximalism it's looking at you know what you know what somebody's collected maybe over the years and and you know rather than having that in the loft or tucked away in a box yeah. which is quite sad isn't it yeah i think display you know something where you know you're going to walk past every day and it's going to be like oh yeah you know you, you spot something different each time yeah so yeah I, I really like collections but definitely definitely color and, and pattern and, and print and, and textures as well so I did um, did a, a thing for Steph's Pat Lunch a little while ago and um, and they took me to um, the house. We were doing like this VT and um, it was maximalism versus minimalism. And they took me to this house, which was, you know, pinned as very minimalist. Mm -hmm. But actually it was it was maximalist in, in a sense that the textures, you know, like there was so much texture to the room. So the rooms were very, very neutral in colour. But, you know, there was boucle, there was fur, there was linens and, you know, it was all very layered. And so, again, it can be it can be that as well, yeah. which um, which is quite interesting. But for me, it's just more is more, more fun, 
more more colour and um, more happiness. <laughs> and obviously this, you know, this this book, if you haven't already got it, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it is a really beautiful book. Oh, thank you. But, you know, it, did you have a real pinch yourself moment at the end of writing this? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. So when the publishers got in touch and said, you know, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I, I was like, yeah, I've thought about it loads of times, but I've never actually made a start or really thought about it. And then as soon as, as soon as like kind of we had that call, it was like, oh my gosh, like the floodgates just in, in my brain just mm -hmm. started opening. And I just thought, right, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, then, you know, obviously I need to go all out yeah. and, um, and just showcase all like my favourite kind of designers and homes and sharing like top tips and, and things like mm -hmm. that for people. And, you know, I call it like a handbook for maximalists, but it's kind of a handbook for anybody really that's yeah. just wanting to be a bit braver, I guess, in yeah. their in their interior design. And actually it's not for me, uh, it's as much about fashion as well because yes. it's, there's such a synergy between interior there design is. and fashion, isn't there? Of course. And it is about, you know, wearing the accessories and the bold colours yeah. and the prints and, and, and expressing your personality. Oh my gosh, that's, that is the main, yeah, I think that's yeah. the main thing, isn't it? I see kind of your body, your home as an artist's blank canvas. Yeah. And I think sometimes people do either either really well yeah. so they might have an amazing wardrobe but they just like don't know what to do in the in the home yeah. or or vice versa and i think take inspiration you know from from either um sometimes when i'm working with clients we'll go through their wardrobe you know pick out a beautiful silk scarf or could be like you know some leopard print or yeah. you know that kind of thing and it's like you love this you love wearing this why can't we inject a little bit of this yeah. or some of the colors into into the home as well so You've talked a little bit about, you know, when you do put yourself out there, there's a vulnerability, isn't there? Yeah. And I know social media has been a great place for you to connect with like-minded people. It's kind of where yeah. your journey started. Of isn't course it, it is, yeah. But how, how comfortable have you got with it? Because it's scary. There's not everyone's going to, you said yourself, not everyone's going to like you. It's Marmite. It's, yeah. You know, we've all got people that the people are going to disagree with us. Yeah. But how have you dealt with that? Because you've, you've kind of gone into to the fame arena. Um, in a short space of time, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I um, I speak to some other um, influencers about this quite often who get, you know, like some mean messages or or things like that. I'm, I mean, touch wood, I've been really, really lucky mm -hmm. in that respect. So I think, you know, most of the people that follow me, they kind of know what they're getting. Yeah. <laughs> they know what they're getting yeah. up front. And, you know, I just try and always you know, have that kind of upbeat, kind of joyful presence really online. Because I just think, you know, there's so much, there's so much negativity and terrible things going on in the world. At least if I can kind of bring a little slice of joy, yeah. then then that's kind of my my mission really. Well, you do it very well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love I, I love social media and and also just just certainly like for for the interiors community as well. Like a lot of my friends now, in real life friends, are, are people that I've met through yeah. Instagram. Yeah, mine are. So it's just really yeah. nice, isn't it? Because you've got that mutual yeah. connection kind of straight away. So I've got like five best friends that we've known each other since we were five years old, mm. four, four or five years old. And, you know, obviously I love those them to bits. But they're not into fashion, they're not into interiors. Yeah. So actually then I've got this other tribe, this other group of friends, and we've connected through you know, our love of cushions or, you know, yeah. something as random yeah. as that. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice that, you know, to kind of, you know, especially like in later life as well, to actually make friends, meet new people and yeah. things like that. And, and it's so nice when we all, you know, like get together as well in real life. So, yeah, it's been, for me, it's been such a, a positive, you know, positive experience, really.
And some yeah. of the positive experiences, it goes on, the list is endless, but you know, you mentioned stuff's packed lunch briefly. Yeah. It's such a shame that that's ended. Oh, no, it was so fun, really wasn't it? Was. It was such yeah. a fun show. Brilliant. But you know, you have been giving on this morning. So presenting is, is another string to your bow that I bet you never imagined that you'd be doing. Oh, How my does gosh. that feel, especially when it's live? Wow, I know. Well, the first time that I did um, Steph's Pat Lunch, I, I was speaking to one of the producers just before I went on. I was just doing like a little segment and I said, I said, oh, what's like the delay, you know, like from when we do, and then when we filmed it to like when it goes out, because I thought it'd be like, you know, 10, five or 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's no delay. It is live, live. And <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, you know, when you just kind of get that feeling, I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, so that was really, yes, yeah, so that was good. So I did like quite a lot of like studio stuff for Steph's and also out on the road doing like little VTs mm. and things like that, which was, um, which was really, really fun. I filmed quite a few pilots as well. So that's that's been interesting. I'm just hoping that one of those will get will get yeah. the green light. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really tricky time as well in in TV at the yeah, moment. And I spoke to a producer a couple of weeks ago, and um, they were just finding it really hard to get things like you know new stuff yeah. over the over the line. And I guess they're looking at you know a lot of companies like Channel Four and things are looking at like digital first mm. stuff. So, but yeah, hopefully, um, I, I mean that would be the dream to have my yeah. own like makeover. Sure. Or even like documentaries and things like yeah. that, you know, because I'm quite, I'm always like fascinated with, with the world and meeting yeah. people and things like that. So I get the impression yeah. that nothing phases you. But, you know, when really. you, what, what, what does make you kind of think, oh, am I really going to do this? Can I, can I do you ever doubt yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I do sometimes. But I always just kind of like, because I was, when I worked for the NHS, like, years and years ago, I was a trainer and I did, like, leadership training and, and things like that. And, you know, that was always quite scary. Or sometimes, you know, if I was doing a presentation in front of, like, 200 GPs or 500 pharmacists, you know, I would always have that little, you know, that little moment before you go on stage or that little moment where you're just like... But I think that shows you care. I think that yes. shows you're kind of human, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and, and I think that sometimes makes you better. And then afterwards, you're like... Oh, yeah, well, that was okay, wasn't yeah. it? Like, you never do something. And, I mean, obviously, getting out of your comfort zone is the only way that we can grow, isn't it? But I don't think you ever do something like that and, and regret it because yeah. there's always, you're always going to learn or you're always going to have something where you think, oh, do you know what? I wish I'd have said this or I wish I'd have done that or done something a little bit differently. But then you're just growing from that. And yeah. then the next time, it's going to be better and better and better. So Absolutely. Uh, I'm always, you know, the last 10 years, I've spent all my time stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's always where I've grown. It's hard, and I've isn't it? the most about myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you just have to put your big girl pants on yeah. and just do it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do, definitely. But yeah, I think anything, yeah, I think anything, anything unknown is, 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 can be, like even sometimes, you know, like I get a little bit of social anxiety, you know, if I'm going somewhere and I don't know anybody or I'm like, mm. I'm the only person that, you know, that, that I know. Mm. So there's all, all kinds of things. And I think sometimes people see me and think, oh, my God, like, she must be super confident, you know, 24-7. And that's not the case. But I think sometimes you just got to, like, fake it till you make it, don't you? And yeah. just be like, okie dokie, we're doing this. Yeah. You know, let, let's do it. And, you know. So is that how you felt when you did hand your notice in after work? Because am I right in thinking that you handed your notice in the day after it had aired, the, the, the final had aired on TV? That's correct. That's a yeah. really scary thing to do. <laughs> That's, oh my that's God. taken a massive leap of faith in yourself. Yeah, really, really scary. And um, and I guess me and, me and my husband, Nick, we are kind of polar opposites in that respect. So I guess I've always been a little bit more spontaneous. He's a little bit more bit more serious, probably a bit more thoughtful, I, I would say. Yeah, I just had this moment where the final was aired. And bearing in mind, you know, we film and then there's a lag of maybe like three months. Mm. So there's that limbo time as well where you're kind Which of thinking, really oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you've not seen, 
You've not seen any footage, yeah. so you don't know how you're coming across. You don't know what your designs are going to yeah. look like on screen or anything. So you have that bit of a limbo time, and then all the excitement every week. You know when 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 it's aired, and it got to yeah. So it was the day after the the final had aired. So you know obviously like the phones off the hook. I'm getting so many messages and. It's all just very, very exciting. And I just lo I logged on, because I was still working at the NHS then, logged on to my laptop, and I was just doing a bit of work. And I just had this, like, overwhelming sense of sadness, because I just thought, oh, my God, I don't want to be doing this. Like, this, that for me was kind of... I felt like I'd had this such a exciting, amazing experience, like living my best life yeah. every single day. Yeah. And I'd gone from that to then just going straight back to you know, working at the NHS and I was doing, I don't know, I was doing a spreadsheet or something. And I just had a moment and I just closed me, I just closed the laptop and, you know, when you just kind of like have a bit of a think. Yeah. And I thought, right, because I'd, I'd, I'd said to Nick loads of times, like, yeah, I'm going to have me noticing this year. Mm. Or it was always like next year or, yeah. you know, this year. or You know, it was yeah. always kind of like, I'd never really like put my marker in the sand really yeah. to say, right, I'm going to have me noticing and it's going to be June or whatever. Anyway, so I spoke to, so I went into, I went in to see Nick and I just said, I'm handing my notice in. And Nick was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely should. He was like, why, when? And I was like, now, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was a bit of a coward, actually. I waited till I knew that my manager had logged off for the day. And then I sent the email. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that's surprised. <laughs> to be fair, I bet they, they saw it coming yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, so I got, um, I got a message the next day saying, oh, let's have a chat. And she was so nice. She was like, we love you, we don't want you to leave, but you're wasted here yeah. because we know that you've, you know, got this, well, we've seen what you can yeah. do, like, creative-wise. creative, creative wise. So, yeah, and it was just, never looked back. And people say now, like, oh, do you, do you ever, like, miss the NHS? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I've never, ever once regretted that, yeah, that decision. No, but it is scary, you know, like, in your 40s where you think, gosh, you know, I could have had a great career in the mm. NHS, your pensions, you've got a regular yeah. income. Yeah. And now you're kind of, like, you know, going back to basics, thinking, gosh, I don't even know how to fill out a tax return mm. or I've got to kind of yeah. be a grown-up yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do and my own thing. It's, it's, it's not as easy as people think <laughs> no. because it's a roller coaster. You don't yeah. know where, where your next job's coming in. Yeah. You don't know what's around the corner. That's so You've so just got true. to have that leap of faith in yourself. Yeah, you do. But then look at people like Freeman's that came yeah. to you and said, do you want to do a collection? Oh I mean, my how gosh. amazing was that? That was like an absolute dream come true Would you like that. to do more of that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I'd like to do some more um, collaborations, definitely like now with my like wallpaper designs yes. and fabric yeah. designs. That kind of is, is the direction that, that I'm going in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was so good. Mm -hmm. Just like literally like sitting in the studio and thinking, right, well, I've got literally free reign to design like 80 pieces of decor, like yeah. the bedding, cushions, vases, lighting. So it was kind of it was kind of amazing because also. What was really good is learning about like the commercial aspect as well. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, let's this would be amazing. Let's do that. And they were like, Siobhan, if we made that, we'd have to charge like five hundred pounds yeah. <laughs> a piece. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll just lose some of the frills. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a great way to learn. Isn't <laughs> but it was it? really good because yeah. it's kind of that creativity, and then the commercial aspect has kind of then really helped me like with my wallpapers and my fabrics and, and things like that, and just knowing like where to pitch stuff and all the marketing side as well, which. You know, it's a big a great thing in business. Brand. Yeah, Which absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Bradford. Yeah. So that's where my husband Nick's from as well. So yeah, that was just yeah, that's just been an absolute dream. And even like designing like my own Christmas decorations because I love Christmas so much. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it was a bit of a dream really doing that. So what's that. next on the list? Because <laughs> you've ticked off so many so many already. What's next? What would so, you really like? 
So I'd love to do more TV. Yeah. That'd be the first thing. Just launching my wallpaper worldwide. Mm. So I've already got some stockists in LA and Australia. Um, obviously the UK as well. So it's just widening that. Mm. So I just need to have a few weeks kind of like sat down, you know, doing the admin and the um, and the emails, yeah. which I find really difficult because I love doing the design. Yeah. And then for me, that's, you know, I kind of, that scares me a little bit. Yeah. But I know that I kind of need to do that to, you know, to grow in, in the business and everything. And I do want to write another book. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of always in the back of my head yeah. to do another book I can as see well. you doing a fashion line with somebody. Yeah, well. oh, my God. I can see you doing a fashion yeah. collaboration with somebody. Yeah, I'd that love to do amazing. that. And I think as well with some of my, with some of like my surface print designs, they would kind of go yeah. hand in hand with some gorgeous like silhouettes yeah. and, and things like that. So, yeah, that definitely, that'll definitely happen at some stage. Where do you get your inspiration from? A lot from travel, actually. Mm. So I absolutely love travel. My mum was um, a travel agent oh, back in she? the 80s, yeah. So she was a travel agent and then she, later on, she was a teacher, travel and tourism teacher. She's just always, always been fascinated with, with travel mm. and in different places. A lot of my inspiration is taken from travel. Like, you know, when you go to like these beautiful like hotels yeah. and things like that, because a hotel's always, you know, the, the lighting's better and bigger and, yeah. you know, it's a kind of that grandiose and, and, and history as well. So, I mean, I just love like that whole like Palm Springs. Oh, that's my favourite Yeah, place. that it's kind of, you know, like that kind of aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Palm Beach, Palm Springs, Beverly Hills, mm. you know, the banana leaves and the blue skies yeah. and... You know, that, that's quite, kind of inspirational. But also, like, I love Marrakesh as well. Colours and, and the vibrancy and, and things. But, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes the problem when you've got kind of a creative brain is, is raining, it, is, it, raining mm. it in, isn't it? Because I can do a mood board and I'm just too inspired. I'm thinking, like, this mood board's just getting busier and busier. Mm. So I kind, of, I kind of always start with a lot. So I might yeah. start, even when I'm doing, like, a mood board, I might start with, like, 500 images. And then it's just narrowing, you know, like narrowing it down, like at every stage. But that, I think that's that is definitely a problem. So I'm just like, oh, I, oh, I love that. Oh, I, oh, I like that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and it's kind of like, right, okay, let's, you know, let, let's rein this in and kind of go back, go I bet back to the got brief. You've full of hundreds and hundreds of photographs everywhere. You oh my gosh. Well, and... when I upgraded my phone, everybody I was in the Apple shop and everybody was coming and going. You know, they were getting the new phone. Thanks. See you later. I'm still sat there. And the girl was like. Why is it taking so long? And when we looked, I had 121,000 photos and videos <laughs> on my phone. Wow. And I've probably got more now. Because <laughs> you're now, I'm all right in thinking you're now the interior editor of House of Cocoa magazine as well. That's right. So you can get the travel yes. through that way, which oh is amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. So last year, I went to quite a few places. Thailand being one, which is just an absolute love of mine. And that was the first place when Nick and I went travelling that we, that we stopped off at. So there's always like a fondness and a, and a love for Thailand and, um, and, and Palm Beach as well. I went there like last year too, which was, which was really, really great. I went to like the Colony Hotel, which has been on my bucket list for so long because it's just a pink palace. Yeah, yeah. So I was like literally just like walking up thinking I am in my element before I'd even like <laughs> stepped through into the, into the foyer. I was like, yeah, I'm, in, I'm, I'm absolutely in love. Um, and they've got beautiful, like, hand-painted, like, de Gournay murals in there and the upholstery. Like, everything is just, you know, next level, really. Mm. So so anything like that just gives me so much inspiration. I do love the whole travel and it's so, it's so nice as well to kind of... So what I do with my articles is I go somewhere, 
obviously soak up all the lovely interiors and the food and the wine obviously yeah. as well that's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's always a nice little perk and um and then i come back obviously write about the article about where to go and all my top tips but then also i do like a get the look so you know how to get the palm beach look at home yeah. or all, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so it's, it's just bringing it back to that interiors angle, which is really nice. I love your, you've just got such a positive can-do attitude that I really hope that the, the people that are listening can get that from you and they take that as some inspiration because you really have such a positive attitude towards life. Oh, so thank, thank you. thank you so much for sharing with me. Last two questions I ask all my guests. I know lots of women really struggle with, with accepting compliments. So if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? Oh, it's a really tricky one, that, isn't it? I think compliments are really, they're really kind of, you either love them or hate them, don't you? Yeah. And I, I mean, I love them. I love giving them more than even yes. receiving. Um, just always makes you feel good, doesn't it? I don't know. I think a compliment to me would be maybe about, like, how creative I am or my designs mm. or something like that, maybe even more, like, rather than, like, a physical thing. For me, that would be a greater compliment yes. like you know when somebody says oh my gosh like I love I love that wallpaper that you've designed yeah. or you're very cle clever in terms of like your um you know like your color palettes and, and things like that so yeah I think that would be that would be something nice and obviously like if somebody said like I was kind or you know caring and things like that then yeah. that would be that would be a nice compliment to get that's so true because lots of people automatically think oh god it has to be something about your appearance yeah and it's not it's about yeah. your personality it's about you and that means so much more yeah because we are so much more than that yeah absolutely and I think it's just maybe even just like you know like recognizing somebody that's done you know like done something as well isn't it kind of like oh it was really kind when you did that or that was really thoughtful you know doing yeah. that and you know I think sometimes you know, that can just make somebody feel good, can't it? And yeah. I think a compliment can just really change Absolutely. change somebody's day. Yeah. I've got a story to tell you, actually. So I remember when Nick and I, when we were travelling, we were in Los Angeles and I'd bought these. We'd been in, um, it was like the last leg of our trip and we'd been in um, we'd been in New Zealand and it was when Uggs were all the rage. And I, I still love Uggs, actually. They're so comfy. But I'd bought some leopard print Ugg boots. I mean, literally, most of my clothes, you know, I'd been wearing for, like, six months. I only had, like, one rucksack. And, I you know, I know. <laughs> I know, it was totally different to now. God, don't look at my wardrobe now. But... <laughs> and I can remember we were just walking down, like, Hollywood Boulevard, and this bus just stopped. And, you know, like, when the, the, the big buses out there yeah. in, in America, this big greyhound bus or whatever it was, and all of a sudden we just heard, like, shh, the doors opened. There's this big guy driving the bus, and he was going, Hey, girlfriend, I really love those boots. Oh, that's all he said. So the door's shut. Shh. <laughs> and he drove off. And I bet that made and, your day. Oh, my gosh. Me and Nick were absolutely killing ourselves laughing because you could just see, like, the people on the bus thinking, What's going, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. And then for, like, days afterwards, like, they could be like, Hey, girlfriend. And, like, you like my boots. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of just like, and yeah. we, we still, like, laugh about it now. And also, like, you know, like, if you see people walking down the street, if I see somebody, like, walking down the street and I think, Oh, my God, like, he looks fabulous or yeah. she looks fabulous. I'll always just yeah, say, and even he's just in passing, like, Oh, you look great today. Yeah. You yeah. know, just quite casual. And then everyone's always like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, my last question. Um, so, liberty, free to be. What does free to be mean to you? I think it's about just being yourself, isn't it? And just and just accepting you, you, yourself. Mm -hmm. I think it's taken, you know, quite a long time for me to just be happy in my own skin, really. And I think I've got a lot to offer as, as, as a lot of people. But I think sometimes we, 
we don't always think that, do we? Or, but yeah, I think it's just having that confidence. A, a lot of the time, that comes definitely with age. Yeah. Um, do you feel more confident now when you're forty? Oh my god, a hundred percent. Like compared to even just like more comfortable, like in my body, in mm. my, you know, just in just who I am as a person. Because I kind of think I'm kind of living the life that I want to live now, yeah. and. You know, that comes come with a lot of hard work. You know, yeah. I've talked obviously about creativity and it doesn't feel like you're working, but, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Things don't just, like, materialise, do they, out, out of nowhere. I think it's just having that confidence to, to really, like, be yourself and, and, and really maybe not caring as much about what people think because, mm. you know, if you're happy and confident, you're kind of giving that, that glow out, you know, that, yeah. like, that air. So, yeah, I think it's a really nice way to end that, isn't it? Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, to it's you. been really nice I chatting. Just, yeah, I've learned so much, but you are an absolute joy to be around. Oh, and I know that lots of people will be taking some inspiration. Hopefully, people will go and look in their wardrobe and add some more colour. They'll go in their homes <laughs> and add some more prints and cushions and, and just follow their guts feeling for what brings them joy. So, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. Welcome. I'll be back in a fortnight, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Free To Be podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not join the free Liberty Lifestyle Hub over on Facebook? With over 300 women, all at different stages of midlife, making new connections and supporting one another. Don't forget to come and say hello at Liberty Free To Be on Instagram. I'd love to know what free to be means to you. If you're loving the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back in a fortnight, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.